The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe Prince, right, the lead writer editor over at NBC Sports' Pro Soccer Talk. And it's that time of the week again. It's time for In the Mix Zone with JPW as we give you behind-the-scenes access uh, from players and managers around the Premier League. We tap into what they're saying. And, of course, I'm over here in England at stadiums, uh, traveling across the country and, and trying to lift the feel a little bit and tell you all about what I get up to and the players I'm chatting with, what we're speaking about. And my word, there's so much to talk about in the Premier League right now. So let's jump straight into it. First game I'm going to focus on this week on In The Mix Zone is the game I was at down at St. Mary's Stadium of Southampton, beat Aston Villa 2-0. Great win for the Saints. They pulled further away from the relegation zone. But all the talk here was on the losers, Aston Villa. They were dreadful in both halves. Should have lost this game by a lot more. Uh, The fans were very upset. Uh, But Dean Smith, their manager, an Aston Villa fan himself, he was absolutely beside himself with rage. Uh, Hammered his players, said a lot of them have played themselves out of the League Cup final team against Man City at Wembley this weekend. Uh, Dean Smith, again, outrageous interview afterwards. uh, Really went at all of his Aston Villa players. And here's what he had to say. Make sure you listen to this because this is one of the most incredible manager interviews we've had this season as Dean Smith went absolutely berserk at his Aston Villa players. Um, my feelings are embarrassment, I suppose, with the performance. It was a dreadful performance and highlighting the first 20 minutes when we talked about a really good start, having you know uh, taken heart from the performance last week against Spurs, and we got probably the opposite. You know, they, they smash a ball into our box, we don't win the first header, don't win the second header, give away a corner, and then we had our backs to the wall for 20 minutes and never competed well enough, never showed enough desire to get on the ball. Um, and players who, you know, last week instead of putting good performances were poor today. Was this surprise you didn't to see such a contrast in performances? Yeah, massive, massive surprise. Um, you know, there was, I, I, think, you know, I think the thing that hurt me the most was a little bit of lack of fight. You know, that I saw in the first, competitive edge in the first half. Um, we got better in the second half, um, but you couldn't do an awful lot. Didn't have to do an awful lot to get better in the second half, and um, you know I'll see and have to take full responsibility for that. But that has to be the lowest of the low. Um, you know, I thought Watford was bad, but today was was on a par with that. Players that you're down there, Dean, as mentioned. Players that you're down there. They were poor today. Yeah. Listen, it's not about me, it's about them. They've let themselves down um, with their personal performances. The, you know, a lot of players, I said to them before the game, we've got 13 cup finals. Um, you know, got, got beat today, deservedly so, with a really poor performance today. Um, you know, players have played themselves out of another cup final next week. You worried now as well, based on that performance? Oh, I've always worried you know because it's a tough league to win games in um you know will we get that kind of performance now i'd like to think not and uh, i'm sure the, the players will be fairly embarrassed when they drive home as well and why do you think it took why because our players weren't good enough <laughs> their quality was awful today um you know never showed enough on the ball off the ball um 
you know, our quality was just wasn't there today. What were they not doing in the U.S.? Moving to get on the ball, competing, going winning second balls, passing the ball well. You can go through the basics of the game and we didn't do well today. Clearly, you're obviously so very frustrated about it. Is, is this the worst you felt in, in this position? No, I felt worse at Watford, I must admit. I thought that was a dreadful performance. Um, this wasn't much much better. You know, at half-time, I've had a, had a go at them, and I thought when we, we changed the system, we looked better. And we're still only one goal down, and Trezor has a massive opportunity to you know, to, to level the game up, because he wasn't offside, even though the flag went up. Um, and he would have been given with VAR. We shouldn't have been in the game by then, but uh, you know uh, our play on the ball weren't good enough. Yeah, I'm sure it's not much consolation, but there's a couple of great saves from Happy Rainer to, to keep you in the game, weren't they, at that stage? I, I'll be honest, I can't remember too many of them. Um, you know, uh, a lot of their shots were wide and blocked. I think, you know, from outside the box, and I didn't think there was loads of chances from inside the box. Um, but we just weren't good enough on the, on the ball. So what's the injury to Elkarsen? No idea. Can I ask about, there seems to be a lot of play in and around your own box, going back to Pepe and second back, is that something you were trying to do to... No, we, we built up really well last week and we thought there was an opportunity, you know, within five minutes we've, you know, uh, give them, we'll put them on the front foot, um, but we didn't move well enough to get on the ball and make angles and we didn't beat the press well enough in, in the first one. You know, I said at half-time, you know, Tyrone, get it and go and hit Ali and we can go and win the second balls. And we started doing that in the second half, but gave too much away in the first half. Ahead of next Sunday, do you speaking about some have played themselves out of cup final. What do they have to do during the week to prove they deserve a place? They have to show me what they're about. You know, they certainly didn't today. Um, there's too many training ground players you've got to go and perform on a match day if you want to be a Premier League player then you've got to go and perform week in week out and too many of us didn't today wow a lot for us to unpack there isn't there uh, Dean Smith Aston Villa's manager was not happy at all and that was one of those press conferences where myself and other journalists were looking around each other in the press conference room at St Mary's Stadium uh, raising our eyebrows uh, Smith just went in he just wouldn't stop uh, to recap some of the things he said there he said he felt embarrassed Aston Villa's players let themselves down he's worried about relegation the quality was awful uh, and then most damningly he said we have too many training ground players and if you're going to be a Premier league player you have to do it week in week out so filler have pretty much hit rock bottom there they face man city in the league cup final at wembley a big chance after man city playing away at real madrid in the champions league in midweek maybe to stun them and win a big trophy that would be a massive moment for villa but they certainly need a massive improvement in performance levels and the smith said they're quite damningly fight spirit that was all missing against Southampton uh, as Aston Villa are now thick in that relegation battle. Uh, and with the schedule coming up that they have, they have a lot of top teams still to play. You'd have to say that along with Bournemouth, uh, they are the favourites to join uh, Norwich City in being relegated from the Premier League this season. So uh, that was Aston Villa's side of things. Not a positive day at all, but it was a very positive day for one young man. That was Will Smallbones, Southampton's 20-year-old midfielder. Uh, he turned 20 on the Friday, made his Premier League debut on the Saturday against Aston Villa, uh, and we caught up with him outside St Mary's after the game. 
as he looks like being the latest in a long line of Santon Academy products to come through their famed youth system. Of course, Bale, Walcott, Oxley, Chamberlain, Alana, Shaw, Letizia, Shearer, the list goes on and on. And Smallbone had a really good debut as he controlled the ball well, uh, looked very calm in possession and played his part in a big win for Southampton. So here's what he had to say when I spoke to him outside St Mary's after the game. Big a few days, right? 20th birthday and then make your Premier League debut. How did that feel for you today? Yeah, perfect. Like you said, good good uh, celebration for my 20th birthday and then to, to get a start in the Premier and to win today was, yeah, it's very good. And what did you feel about your own personal performance stepping up that level? Uh, was it different? Was it was it tougher? Yeah, yeah, it was different. Like you say, I played against Huddersfield and that was a step up from, from the 23s where I played and then to get in the Premier League was, was yeah, a lot harder but I thought I handled it okay and done all right and out there. A lot of nice long passes out wide and composure on the ball. Is that what Saints' fans can expect from you going forward? Yeah, exactly. That's what I tried to, tried to bring. I was just trying to stay composed out there, get the first few touches, get into the game and then as I went on in the game, try and build on from there. Nearly got a debut goal as well, that deflection, yeah. that was close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was close to be fair. I didn't hit it how I wanted to hit it, but I got a little deflection then, yeah, nearly, nearly. So 34 points now, kind of looking up towards the table. What, what do you think the team can achieve now in the final couple of months of the season? Because a lot of people now are talking about, potentially, a European push. Yeah, you never know, I suppose. We just we just look to, to each game as it comes and just try and, try and get three points in each game and... That's what we did today, so we're just looking forward now. You're the latest in a long line of Santon Academy graduates to come through the club. Uh, how proud does that make you to join those illustrious names to, to come through the ranks? Yeah, no, yeah, it's very, very good. Like you say, we've had quite a lot of players come through come through the ranks and you look up to them when you're younger and then to, to come through myself and then now to, to hopefully push on and try and do the best I can, it's very special, yeah. Did the older players kind of help you out? You play alongside Pierre there today, obviously the skipper. Yeah. What words of advice did they give you before you went Yeah, out? they were all just... Uh, they're all very good to be fair they just try to keep me as calm as possible and just uh, just to do what I do in training to, to help me to, to just be calm out there and just play my own game and the manager was asked about you and then he kind of said someone asked him to sum up your performance and he said he's in the team because he's a very good player so I mean, he has, has a lot of confidence in you how is that phrase for you to, to get that from the boss yeah no it's, yeah, it's very good to be fair yeah it's just uh yeah, like you say, at Saints we get if you're if you're good enough, then they'll, they'll give you a chance. And thankfully, this manager's given me my chance, and hopefully, I've taken it. Will Smallbone definitely took his chance there for Southampton. Looks like the latest young star to come off their academy. And Southampton head to West Ham this weekend. Uh, you'll be able to watch them across NBC Sports uh, live from 7 a.m. Eastern time. NBCSN, the whole Premier League crew will have you covered to watch all the games. The Smallbone really is one to keep an eye on. His manager Ralph Hasenhut has already said. He's the future of Southampton. That's very intriguing and very positive news for him. And for Southampton, it's been a positive few months, hasn't it? Got themselves away from the relegation zone and they've got a favourable run of games coming up. And all of a sudden, the Saints could be marching on towards the top 10 of the table. So great turnaround down there at St Mary's. Really enjoyed being down on the south coast of England. And the home fans were very happy with that win. And Aston Villa, on the flip side of things, a lot of problems there for them to sort out as they battle against relegation. Okay, the next game we're going to talk about in the mix zone this week is Chelsea against Tottenham. Uh, A big win for Chelsea at home against their London rivals, 2-1. But this was a very contentious game, wasn't it? All the talk was about VAR. Frank Lampard, the Chelsea manager, was fuming about an incident in the second half of that as Giovanni Lo had a horrendous tackle on Cesar Azpilicueta. VAR took a look, uh, but then decided... Quite shockingly, it wasn't violent conduct. I was in a press room watching this game. There was gasps with disbelief when the boards came up and said, 
no red car for La Celso, but very quickly at Stockley Park, the headquarters of VAR, a message came from inside there saying they got it wrong. La Celso should have been sent off. And let's jump straight into the manager reaction here as Frank Lampard, well, he was very frank about his views on what VAR got wrong for his team. Well, everybody knew they made a mistake. Who had the, we, we obviously have the, the the monitor and can view it. I was just waiting for the red card to be shown. Um, not with real pleasure, because it's just a tackle that endangers a player. That's what VAR's brought in for, to see things that the referee on the, on the, on the pitch side don't see. Um, and it's just not good enough. No, no more to say. No more to say. The, the um, saying afterwards that they made a mistake is not good enough. Um, because they had minutes, a couple of minutes they took there to try, to try and get it right. They probably needed one view and that one to get it right. So I don't know what more to say. Just a huge another question mark on VAR. And I want VAR to, to be good. I want it to work. It's a high-speed game. The referees have the toughest job around. VAR's brought in to help them and make the game better. And it was so wrong today. And more question marks. Is that a prime example where Michael Oliver has over 260 games experience? The VAR, I think, has 23 games experience. Why is he not being advised to go for it? I think uh, it's not. And the reason being is it's so clear that that prime example is when it's probably there's a doubt. You know, we, we think it may be. We think you might have got it wrong. I, yeah, I agree. It goes to the monitor then, which they're not doing, I think, once they've been to the monitor. This one doesn't need the monitor. It's a clear decision. Um, human decision. Stop your park. Red card. Game goes on. Of course, the game did go on for Chelsea and Frank Lampard. La Celso not getting sent off, didn't impact them at all. They had that big win uh, against Spurs in their top four battle to finish uh, in the Premier League's top four. But then it's a case of one step forward, one step back for this young Chelsea team at the moment because a few days after they beat Tottenham, they then went and got hammered at home by Bayern Munich in the UEFA Champions League. Last 16 first leg. So it looks like the young team are going to be out of the Champions League now, battling once again to be in the top four. And it looked like they had things figured out, didn't it? Olivier Giroud come in from his first start in over two months, scored, led the line really well. All the Lampard's changes with Barkley, Alonso, Mount coming in, did really well combined for the second goal there. But you have to say, now they're almost back to square one because those players have come in. Do they stay? Uh, the formation with the 3-5-2, does that stick around? A lot of question marks there for Chelsea. Of course, hudson Adoy, Pulisic, Tammy Abraham, in and out of the team with injuries in recent weeks. So a lot of moving pieces here for Chelsea. Got that big win against Tottenham. But again, this is a Tottenham side that's banged up themselves. They're missing Harry Kane, missing Honman Son. And of course, Jose Mourinho, he wants you to know about that. After the game at his former club, Chelsea, this was his reaction in the press conference room. And let's just say that Mourinho had a few things to blame. I have no complaints about my players. That is for sure. The result could be different. Yeah, could be different, could be... Could be three one, could be two two, could be different for Tottenham's defeat. But uh, difficult for my players to do better than what they did. So I think uh, I think that's the only thing that I can say. With what we have at the moment, with the power that we have, or we don't have, with the situation that we live in this moment, which is uh, almost unique, it's very difficult to do better especially when the opponent scores before us. Um, you know, it's as simple as that. If they press us high, they know that if we go long, we don't win one single ball against the opponent's defenders. If they, they drop the block and they defend it with a low block, 
they know that it's very difficult for us to get into that box, especially from from the sides. So opponents, they, they know. If they score a goal before us, we are in trouble. So proud of the boys. They fought until the last second for the, for the result. And I cannot ask more from them, especially people like Lucas, Celso, Bergwin, these boys that are playing every minute and trying to do miracles in positions that are not their positions. I, I cannot complain. Uh, again, I repeat, and I think I'm going to be repetitive. I would love to be on the 1st of July. I would love to be in pre-season. I would love to be working with with Harry Kane, with Sissoko, with Sonny. But that's not possible. And we have three long months to go in three competitions where we are still. It's going to be three long months for us. But I think these boys will learn a lot from that. They will, they will learn about resilience. They will learn about uh, effort. They will learn about going in the limits. So I think a very difficult experience for the boys, but a good experience for the future. So there you go, Jose Mourinho there, true to form, blaming pretty much everything on Tottenham's injuries. But the negativity uh, and the way he's been speaking about losing Kane, Son, Suzuko and others really seems to have crept into his Tottenham player's psyche because they were uh, second best against Chelsea throughout. Uh, they're languishing now in this top four battle and so defensive uh, in their tactics and the way they play. They look scared to go forward at times. And you have to think that's because Mourinho is saying he has no other options in attack. He's going to be saying that time and time again. So get used to that in the final months of the season. But uh, spare a fall for Troy Parrott as well. The young academy product at Tottenham has done some great things in the youth team level, uh, at international level and for Spurs. He can't get a look in under Mourinho so far, even with all these injuries stacking up. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays a part in the weeks ahead because they've pretty much tried everything else and Tottenham's attack just doesn't look good enough, does it? So uh, coming up for both of these teams, then Chelsea go to Bournemouth this weekend. Again, you can watch all the Premier League action live from 7 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. And Tottenham, uh, they host Wolverhampton Wanderers in a massive top four battle. And you have to say, going into this game, Nuno Spirito Santos' Wolves have all the momentum. Uh, Mourinho's making a lot of excuses and it'll be interesting to see uh, what he comes up with this weekend to try and get Spurs back on track. But I do want to finish on this Chelsea-Tottenham game with some more comments from Mourinho. He was asked about the Giovanni Lo Celso red card and the situation with VAR. And he said that he didn't see the incident first and foremost. And since then, there has been some uh, pictures shared online which show him looking right towards the tackle when it was made. But then this is the exchange he had with reporters uh, in the press conference room afterwards. As he said, uh, he hoped that other teams had similar situations looked at as closely as this one by Sasalsa. So, Jose, you be you, never change. You know, I hope I hope the noise is uh, the same noise of when uh, the VAR kills us. I hope the noise is exactly the same. I hope the noise is exactly the same against Liverpool when Robertson should get the red card and didn't against Watford when Capoue should get the, the red card twice with this gentleman, the same gentleman here, uh, Michael Oliver. Uh, I hope that the noise is the same noise. That's what I think. But for a starting point to turn around and say someone's made a mistake here, 
what do you think that makes? Yeah, but why they didn't say when they made the mistake against Liverpool and against Watford? That's what I mean by 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 the same noise. That's what I mean by the same noise. So in this in this case, should the referee go and look at the pitch like monitor that sort of thing? That's not my problem. Okay, we're going to finish up in the mix zone this week by talking about Manchester United's 3-0 win against Watford. The scoreline makes it sound a bit more comfortable than it actually was, but Ole Gunnar Solskjaer certainly a happy man. It's been a great few weeks for Man United who've got themselves firmly back in that top four battle. They're now sitting fifth place, just three points off Chelsea in fourth. And Solskjaer uh, singled out one man in particular for praise. Bruno Fernandes, the January signings, made a massive impact, hasn't he? His creativity in games like this against teams that sit back and defend deep really has helped United open them up. I had a couple of assists now, scored his first goal from the penalty spot. And speaking after the game, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer put a little bit of pressure on Bruno Fernandes. Yes, we know he's good. How good can he become? Wow, Solskjaer thinks he's a bit of a mixture of two of his former teammates. He's come in from day one and first minute and felt like a presence in the group and the first training session demanding the ball. Some, some players take some time in... Uh, you know, warming up, but he felt uh, confident straight away. It's a bit of a mix between Scholes and Veron, to be fair, and uh, he's got uh, that uh, temperament maybe of Veron and uh, a lot of the quality of, of the, uh, him and Scholes as well. Okay, I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said that Bruno Fernandes is a mixture of one Sebastian Veron and Paul Scholes, two of the greatest midfielders uh, in European soccer history. Scholes, of course, a Man United legend, one of the greatest players in club history. And Veron was more successful in Italy before he moved uh, to England to play for Man United, but still an unbelievable player, the Argentine midfielder. So... High praise indeed for Bruno Fernandes. I can't help but thinking that Solskjaer is maybe getting a little bit ahead of himself because no disrespect to Watford, uh, it was a pretty routine win for Manchester United. But that said, Troy Deeney, there's the VAR goal he scored, got chalked off for handball. Uh, some interesting moments in the game as well. wasn't really a 3-0 game, but United now showing a bit of a cutting edge in attack. Ruthless up front with Anthony Martial finally getting back among the goals and proving he can be that number nine they need with Marcus Rashford out injured. He scored that great header against Chelsea, scored a wonderful goal against Watford, that lovely bit of skill, bit of dummy, dinked finish uh, to send the Stretford end wild. And it looks like he's finally going to start living up uh, to all of the expectations on his shoulders. So United, uh, a lot of expectations on them now to push on and push hard for a top four finish with Chelsea floundering a little bit. Uh, they play at Everton this weekend. So remember, you can watch that live on NBC Sports from 7 a.m. Eastern time uh, on Sunday. And Watford, well, they have Liverpool, so they have the impossible task, don't they, Nigel Pearson's side? They're running out of time a little bit, still in the relegation zone. But you have to say, even though they lost 3-0 at United, there was enough there uh, to show us that they can still battle hard and survive in the Premier League. Okay, that wraps up the latest edition of In The Mix Zone with JPW. Hope you've enjoyed looking back on uh, some really memorable uh, manager and player quotes over the last few days. Uh, And remember, head over to Pro Soccer Talk on NBCSports.com for all the latest Premier League news. And of course, enjoy all of the action wherever you're watching from across NBC Sports and across the USA this weekend. I'll speak to you from another Mix Zone very soon indeed. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 